don't have a beer crack. Oh no no no! But I've got I've got a whiskey pole. Oh oh okay. Oh, a pole. A pole. Are you ready for this? I don't know how this is gonna go. Let me get this on camera. Wait, Wait what's on there? All right, I'm just gonna pull it normally. Okay. Three. Oh, unmuted, buddy. We're a mess. Best episodes. That's is that an enormous coffee cup? It looked like it's a, no, it's oh, a normal okay. sized coffee mug. Just, I don't know. It was the angle. It looks like a. I don't know if that's normal. What was it? Is your head? Like, yeah, it's a. This uh, is what it takes for me to survive this start. We haven't I, even gotten to college football season, but it feels like we I know. are at the start of college football season. Um. All right, here we go. Let's see how this sounds. You ready? Uh-huh. Three, two, one. Oh, I kind of like it. Was that all right? Here we that go. was all right. So for those that are not watching on YouTube, Kramer, um, beer wasn't enough. We're going whiskey. What kind of whiskey is that? This is Habiki. Now, I am not a big whiskey drinker, but um, Habiki is really good. Really good okay. whiskey. This was a gift from someone. Whenever I'm having a day, and uh, maybe I'm having a little bit of a day, right? I dip into this amazing bottle of whiskey. So Yes. Um, cheers, by the way. Great to see you. Cheers. Yeah, and you were making fun of my, the size of my coffee mug. If you're on YouTube, and you should be, <laughs> is Paige's coffee mug. But like, it's a huge fucking coffee mug. I did. <laughs> like, I need a lot of coffee. We've no, been I busy get it. this I week. I get it. Which but this is actually, I did want to. I did want to um, start with that. Um, if you are listening to this cool. on Thursday, before one thirty Pacific time. Kramer yes. and I will be um, live in the BR app doing um, college football playoff predictions. Do you have so, yours yet? I don't. Neither do I. Got three Tonight of Tonight is, well, I mean, I have them basically. It's really just deciding the fourth team. So it's so funny because we did, uh, we did, which we did on the pod, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, weeks ago on our uniform breakdown. And yeah. we did the same thing. We had to do a combined list on the BR app. Which was and hard. Do we need to we need to ask if it's a I, I don't know, playoff. right? This is like we got work to do. And it's, I um boy, people were pissed off. Like boy, people were mad at us. Yeah. But you know, we're so used to that, but also very funny. Um oh, fun. you got if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that my dog yeah. Hank occasionally loves to make his voice known at the very end yeah. of this pod, okay? Usually it's it usually happened like towards the end of our pods. Normally it's yeah. in the middle occasionally. We were on the live yesterday, and at the very end, the mailman came, and Hank needed to alert me of it, and he barked on the live stream, which was hilarious because, like, you, the panic probably in my face. I haven't watched it back, but it's in the the uh, app right now. I should probably go look at it. <laughs> you were trying I, to wrap up I'm so literally quickly. Rapping. It. it was so I mean, funny. There, there was literally two sentences left. Right? It's like yeah, right, we were for, so for, close for Adam and Paige, and then it's ruff, ruff, like like it's just like, <laughs> and then internally, I'm see, I don't care. I love chaos. Like that is yeah, that is the perfect way. We pissed off the Georgia fans too because we didn't have them. So something symbolic. Like it felt good to have just a dog bark at the end. But like Hank's and, our guy. Like yeah, this, this Hank's, is like perfectly Hank, us. The the pod is Paige, Kramer, and Hank. Occasionally yeah. Hank, my dog. Yes. So there's that. But yeah, so if you um are listening to yeah. this and um want to go in the VR app and check us out, 
go comment something nice maybe show us some love uh compared to some of the people that you know yeah fan bases just get so angry although we did get a lot of love for the lsu number one overall pick which Tulane, i think is fair Tulane, i think got Tulane a bit... did yes because yeah. it, they're good and also this is all subjective like you know what i mean like you yeah it's fun it i i, I talked to my uh some of my like people that I know, and I gave them our top ten that didn't see, uh-huh. and it was funny. They were like, "Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, good." And then, like, I forget which one they'd be like, "Ooh, no, Pen- no, no, Penn no." Penn State, Penn State, Penn State, and or- Penn State and Oregon are the two that we got the most crap for. I, I, and I don't have problems with either of those, but I get, uh-huh. it. I get it. You know, that's I why thought- they pay us the big bucks. Well, the I bucks to do it. about it. Yeah, yeah, the the, <laughs> the little dollar. Uh, no. I I thought about it last night. Florida State is one that I think I need to reconsider a little yes, bit. I, I think would have. Florida State, that's when I would have. Yes. And then you were trying to hype up Clemson. I don't know what that was. Well, I know where you stand on the whole Clemson matter. Yeah, I, 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 I love those. Some... those pur- I did give the alternates love. I think those purple ones are cool. But like as a whole, no. It, it's no. fine. Tennessee was a good one. Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, Tennessee fans are yes. just pissed off at always like. Yeah. Which I kind of like, by the way. Good, good for yeah. them. But but no, it was fun. So we've got it was yeah, we fun. got we do have to we have to get our college football playoff picks in order, and like it's kind of a big one because it's sort of like what like we'll we'll announce it on the pod too. You can get a sneak peek there, but uh, I'm almost there. With yeah, them. so we you're will do gonna that. make it difficult for us. I can already feel it, but I'll throw you under the bus live, and it'll be fun. Um, speaking of being yes. thrown under the bus, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Um, yes. Potentially suspended for four games after he basically lied to NCAA investigators about meeting with um, recruits. The uh, The rumor is, is that he took um, recruits out to a really good burger place, I guess, yes. near the university and paid on his own dime. So unlike Tennessee, where they're putting money in McDonald's bags, he just bought them the actual hamburger. Um yeah, I one thoughts on just the suspension in general and does the punishment fit the crime first and then we'll go into what this sort of means for Michigan not having him um for those first four games. So I'm writing about this for BR and so this is kind of the clip notes version of my thoughts. Like this is all I miss this type of scandal in college football. Scandal is probably too harsh of word, right? This yes. is the this is the perfect late July college football story. Like before there was weird stuff and really serious scandals and you know, you have all these different moving parts. Like this is a good old-fashioned college football dead of summer story. Yes. Uh, and that kind of says it. So I I will say like the fact that he treated this so like haphazardly is speaks to kind of who he is. And I like Harbaugh, and I think he's a really good coach. But if you would have just come out and said, like, yeah, man, I bought some people some cheeseburgers, not denying it or misremembering it or, like, I mean, there's this kind of void of, like, where he actually still even is on all of this. And he's... Yeah. And now they're going to say, like, okay, he's going to accept the responsibility in some capacity, and they're going to serve this thing. I I think it's a, a nothing burger. Um, but I also think I, right. Like that, I should use that in the story for sure. Um, but it's also like, this is him and this is so stupid and unnecessary, right? Yeah. It's, it's not going to hurt them. I know that's the next part you're getting to, but it is so dumb because if you just tell the truth, 
no one the NCAA doesn't give a shit. Like this is yeah. like the USC thing. If you lie, that's when you get into yeah. trouble, and that's well, where and, they're at. Yeah, and the the whole reason that this became a thing was because he refused to sign paperwork saying that he did not that he did tell the truth basically in this and he to the best of his knowledge and he refused to sign those papers because he did in fact lie about the the cheeseburger situation i think is what it is so yeah like you said i don't know that the punishment fits the crime here but i do think that okay going into the season first four games of the season not really gonna be a huge issue to be without Jim Harbaugh you have East Carolina UNLV Bowling Green and Rutgers it's not although it is scary in the sense of they are a playoff team so you're like okay does this put them in a position to look a little vulnerable in terms of schedule because could scores be closer things like that um I don't anticipate they'll lose any of those games so optics wise it may not look great but realistically speaking it's not going to hurt Michigan in terms of their season and and the success of their their season is gonna like be this will be the crux of it you know what i mean i think it'll be okay you know it's interesting reading about it too last night it based off what i read um he'll he'll he coaches practice like throughout the week game week he's there he's present yeah it's it's not like he's not allowed and so saturdays yeah it'll be a little 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 strange and it does seem like there's going to be other coaches that are impact uh Grant Newsom, who we know, um, and did stories with for BR. Like, there's other coaches. Like, the fallout here could be big, and not having him on Saturdays is certainly not nothing. But what was it? Yeah, East Carolina Bowling Green, UNLV, Rutgers, um, and then he comes back for Week Five, where they travel to Nebraska, which in theory could be a little bit harder, or should be a much harder game. I guess it's certainly a, so. All the games are home. Uh, East Carolina is a fun, spunky team. I like them. I think they're fun. I think they're good. But they're going to get waxed. Um, I wonder what the spread is on that. I will look that up. But uh, this is a good way for them just being honest about where they are on the schedule and saying, like, look, Jim, you got to eat shit. You're going to be out this month, and we can get on with our life. And yeah. it's probably nothing. It really it really is. But I just – this dude, man, and it's, it's, it's just so undeniably him. This is such a Harbaugh thing. That yeah. it's it, it, you wonder like with the NFL stuff, right? Every year we do the NFL thing. We did it again, and we have this, and we have the quirkiness of him. And it's not an act. It's not an act. Uh-huh. Um, when it, when is this going to be like? There's does this end well on Michigan? Does it end well? Right? I don't, don't want to go too well, deep. But when like, you act like you're above the rules all the time. Um, and kind of play it off like you are and are like scoff at things like this, like an investigation. Um, that could be problematic. I, I just, and I like him. This is a, a supporter. Yeah. And, I mean, he's been so successful there now. Um, you know, by, so by the, by the way, I like East, East Carolina is a up and coming team. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do the, what is the spread game for week one, but what, what is, let's do a little bit. What do you think the spread is for Michigan at home against East Carolina? Michigan minus 22. 34 and a half. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. That's massive. I would have, you know what? You were right there. I would have said three touchdowns. So you got other games where the spreads, I mean, by the way, their non-conference schedule sucks two years in a row. Like what a joke. Um, Just say it. Yeah, they're going to be fine, but it's, 
I like these. I like these controversies. Page back to me because yeah. it's all about me. <laughs> I want. I want more of these. Like we're arguing over cheeseburgers and lies. Like yeah, this is what I need in July before the college football season. So yeah. Um, and good news yeah. for you, more controversy is that Congress is getting involved with NIL, which is, you know what, not terrible, but also very funny because there is a name connected to this that people in college football will probably know pretty well, Tommy Tuberbill. Um, there is a bill being proposed. Um, it's called the Protecting Athletes School and Sports Act. Basically, this is going to be something that would get rid of the like state by state laws and like kind of get rid of the disadvantages that some states might have um compared to others um i just love that this is going to happen at like a very high legal like college football is just classic for just getting itself involved in congress and it's always about paying players so um i don't mind yes. this because i think there does need to be some rules and regulations um, and like we've talked about on this podcast, the NCAA doesn't really have the ability to do that. They've been, it's been proven that this started and they really couldn't control any of it. And they're going to try in certain ways, but I think this would certainly help, um, kind of even out the situation in terms of NIL. Um, speaking of Bill, do you remember that one time Tommy Tuberville left a dinner with a recruit when he was at Texas Tech, middle of the thing, just to go? Like, literally left a recruit with no. the bell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy, I like it. He's trying to improve the overall. I'm serious, by the way. Like, like That's you, you, amazing. Do, do, go, I'm, I'll pull it up. Here's a Bleacher Report story from 2012. Were you just going to say do Google? Do Google. You were, you were going to say do Google. Well, I'm drinking whiskey, and we may not have a... um. We may have a situation brewing because the pacing of this is is like I'm used to beer. What'd you eat today? Not um, enough. Not okay. Enough. <laughs> okay. Um, this is, but, this but is gonna Tommy be a fun. Tuber, yeah, it were bad. Tommy Tuberville did ditch a recruit or recruits uh, at With dinner the bill? to take the Cincinnati job. So I love that he's here to save college football. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, hey, so thanks. the part of this, the part of this, like, um, I'm I'm so torn on this i do think it needs some regulation i'm not sure these are the people to regulate it and i certainly yeah, the, the, totally. the, the part that caught my eye is that they want to like sh make the transfer portal so you couldn't transfer until three years i believe three academic what? years that's in there too yeah yeah so there's a part of this at the bottom oh so this so, is a typical sort oh, yeah, of bill where it's like has stuff in there that i don't like that yeah. i don't agree with that at all we're, we're gonna see but also the how do you regulate that at a at a congressional level like a federal yeah. level yeah this is this that's is none the... of your business the the payment stuff and having different laws for how people can get employees quote employees or contractors in your state can get employed makes sense this is the part i think that's gonna rub people it says the transfer for this is from br the transfer parcel portal would be dramatically altered with athletes only able to switch schools without losing a year of eligibility if they had already been at the current school for three no. academic years. And Absolutely not. Kick rocks. Get a fly. Exceptions for coaches leaving the school or a death in the family would be granted, however. Um, yeah, I think we've already opened this door and there's no going back. Uh, so it is, this is so politics, right? Like, here's a bill. Is, here's We're a bill supporting, We're going to save the sea animals. Yes. But um, in return, we have to build 10 nuclear power plants yeah. over here. Like, um. So this is very politics. The most political thing of all time. Yeah, yeah. and and um, 
you know, Tommy Tuberville is just a fucking blowhard, if I'm being honest. Like, seriously, like, I don't want to fucking hear from Tommy Tuberville, okay? If I'm, like, thanks for saving us, buddy. Like, could you imagine him, like, him versus Saban right now? Like, get, like, oh, I just, I would like that instead. Like, get back on the field. Like, yeah, piss off with the transfer portal stuff. That's so annoying. So, there are my thoughts on the matter. Not that yeah. that's political. My my Tommy Tuberville hey, uh, disdain has nothing to do with politics. The recruits leaving recruits at dinner is like a perma ban for me. Yeah, from a from a likability standpoint. Like what the? That's that's super fair. Um, um, okay. Um, speaking of perma ban or at least temporary ban, Northwestern not going to media days. Yes. Um. I got. I'm curious what your take is on this because I, I I've gone back and forth with where I what I feel about this. Where are you at? You know what? I'm actually okay with it because I think yeah. having I understand maybe having like coaches and you know an athletic direct, director answer for the, some of this stuff, but to have like players have to talk about this and it's still a very much an ongoing thing. I just think it would put them in a really bad position. And we, so the podcast that never was, we did speak on the Northwestern stuff um, a little yeah. bit. And our point was, this is very serious stuff. And the main thing is that, you know, these players feel safe and that, you know, there are repercussions for actions um, pertaining to those incidents reported by the student newspaper. Um but I don't I think it's fine. I don't mind that they're like, hey, you know what? We don't have them together because it would have been awkward anyway. And I, I, I think some people obviously in the media will be like, oh, well, we, they, we should be able to ask these questions and all of that. I, I feel like when you're dealing with something so serious and they're still it, it's so fresh, it's not like they've yeah. had weeks to do this. It's maybe even two weeks since this news broke. I think it's fair for them to say, hey, we're going to sit this one out just to protect the student athletes. I was at media days with the Penn, when Penn State, right? Like, and I see people online right. commenting about Penn State when, and I'm trying to remember what the vibe, but it definitely wasn't as fresh. I think that point's really important. Yeah. Um, I actually agree with it as well. Like, you're putting people, but we still, like, the accountability of this is still, like, being tallied. There's still an yeah. audit being done, done totally. in the program. And so in that regard, you just kind of don't know who you're hearing from coaching-wise, and I really think the player is like, yeah, you'd have some Northwestern beat writers there that are like, hey, talk about the guard play, right? Like, that's that's yeah. the only thing I'd love for media days. It's like, well, what's right. the punting uh, battle look like, <laughs> coach? And, like, you'd have, like, all the fucking national media, like, we're, are you, we're, what are you or, like staring a hole through, like, yeah. your chest. But um, it's it's an unwinnable spot. You, you, mm-hmm. you'd like, I, and I, I think the biggest thing you said it, like, putting these kids in this position. Yeah would be deeply unfair. Like, this yeah. is a program that really is not going to be on stable footing for the whole year. Why why put them in this spot? It's only going to go poorly, right? And um, yeah. I don't know. I, I have no issue with it either. Yeah, I don't I, I, I don't see where there's like a positive to them going on either side of things. Because really, you're not going to, especially if you're a journalist asking questions about this stuff, I don't think you're going to get any sort of answer that means anything. So Agreed. Um, it's, but, but again, it's, uh, it's not, I don't think this is a, this is a winnable thing. So why not make it about the football? You have a conference that has legitimate national championship contenders. Um, yeah. Granted, it's very interesting. You've got the Harbaugh stuff. When, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say, when is a big 10 media days? 
I think it's right now, today or tomorrow, I think. Um, hey, yo. I know. Uh, so I think it's, yeah, I think it's this week because we're so, sort of in the thick of it as well. Um, we talked about NIL earlier. Arch Manning, NIL deal as a, you know, what is likely to be a backup for at least a season. Well, um, and the whole thing with um, Arch was that he wasn't going to sign any NID, NIL deals until he was the starter. Um, but this comes with a caveat where all of the money goes to a children's hospital. So in perfect Manning PR fashion, they're doing something very wonderful. And I think, I mean, to this kid, I feel like we have, I mean, we've maybe talked about this during the, like the dog days of summer, but props to him being so and knock on whatever that there's, you know, coming with the name and having the spotlight be on you from such a young age. I feel like he's handled it very well. I actually feel, yes, 100%. And I feel like the advice he's getting from clearly people that are, are amazing at this. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian, I really I want to give some credit. Mm-hmm. Came out basically and said, hey, you know, we're like, hey, we're going to have a competition. Then was like, you know what? Quinn's the guy. Mm-hmm. And that has completely diffused, I think, what was an enormously pressure-packed situation for a team that should be pretty good. Yeah. And I think that's good. Like there was, you know, during the spring, you know, and, and I don't buy this, but like the, the the reviews of Arch were like, yeah, he's not ready, right? Like that seemed to be the yeah. consensus in the spring and Overhyped. it's unfair. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And we're going to do this. They've all kind of diffused this in a really good, healthy way. Yeah. I, I mean, yours is, is the guy. And will be until further notice and let Arch just kind of mature his own pace. It's actually almost for a story that was so larger than life. This is like normal. This is like the yes. good old days of like you don't have to start right away. I think it's yeah. good for everybody, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they've survived the whole like this is how much they spent on his recruiting visit and all the, that stuff. Like it really has been diffused. I will say um, the quarterback documentary that we talked about last week on Netflix mm-hmm. is produced by Omaha Productions, which is the Mannings. And I saw a clip where Peyton talked about how Patrick Mahomes asked him if during your career would you have allowed this kind of access to follow you. And he said, in the beginning of my career, there's no way. I would have never done that. But as my career started to like come to a close, I realized that, yes, I totally would have. And he's like, I found that interesting because like what we know of the Mannings is that everything's very calculated and... You know, they're incredible business people and incredibly smart in that and savvy in that way. Um, But to hear him talk about how, like, he changed his thought process on that, being part of a production company, doing a, you know, simulcast that is different than what we've seen in sports before. I found it very interesting that someone who's, like, incredibly old school, in my opinion, is looking at the new age of sports media and the access given and looking at it more so from, like, a hey, yeah, I'd actually love to be able to give fans this sort of access um, perspective. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And like you said, Arch is probably getting lots of information from his family, and there's definitely um, a decent amount of discussions, and they had those experiences. But I just thought that was really interesting that he, you know, was honest with him and was like, look, at the beginning of my career, I probably wasn't going to be the person that was going to accept this, but, like, you should, and this is why I think you should. Um, And I thought that was really fascinating. Um, I did want to bring up one topic that is not on the dock. And okay. of course, this is my weekly quota of talking about Georgia football. 
Oh, now, we pissed off George yesterday because we said <laughs> they didn't have one of the best uniforms. One of the best top, also, 10, top 10 uniforms, yes, which is I fair. Also, I also said that Ohio State had crimson. Thank you for catching <laughs> me on that. That was a big fuck up. Like, just just all over the place, right? And you're like, yes. Adam, by the way, you're a dipshit, uh, which I am. But um, so I don't know how, again, not a recruiting podcast. I always feel comfortable saying that. But Justin Williams, the linebacker, committed to Georgia, and he's a five-star. And why is this relevant? Like, it's relevant because I am in constant awe now of how Georgia has become this sort of assuming machine. They had the number one recruited class in 2024. I've also read that in the last four years, they've picked up the commitment of a five-star linebacker. Why does that matter? Like, there's not many five-star linebackers. There's not. There's not many. The fact that they're doing this every year and when you look at their formula is pretty incredible. So we talked about the quarterback commitment earlier this year, right, and what it meant. I am – it's pretty amazing, like, what they're doing. All these teams are vying for it. I think Georgia right now, Paige, like, this is going to be a fucking problem for a long time. And it's yeah. just one linebacker, but symbolically, again – it, it, it just remains a big deal. And it is. It's it, They have not had a good offseason. You've had arrests. You've had um, just kind of turmoil, I'll say. Not a bad offseason, but mm-hmm. certainly not one where you'd think, like maybe you think this is the time where kids reconsider. No. Number one recruiting class. I think they have four or five star app like kids committed to their class already. I know you don't like gushing about Georgia. I don't really like it either. It's not even, it's not even that I don't mind gushing about it. I think it's just stating sort of, what we already know. I, but what we know, where I would slightly disagree, is the fact that we we continue to know this is, is kind of not normal. It's like the only team I've seen where they make this look normal is Alabama. Like this oh, is... Oh, I thought you were just going to say that Georgia was the only team. I was like, Kramer. No, no, no. Like, no, but... I think I think we're seeing a, a changing of the guards in, in some respects. And I, um, it is incredible. By the way, if you're not watching on YouTube and you heard that groan, it was not for what I was saying. It was Adam Reeking. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at drinking Here whiskey. Here he is, drinking whiskey, bringing up uh, Georgia on our podcast. I'm just um, like throwing grenades. No, I, I mean, or, it, yeah, I, I do. I am. I like excellence. We've talked about this, and I'm just kind of in awe of their continued excellence. Um, yeah. Also, not speaking of not excellent is me drinking whiskey out of a golden tea mug. Cup. Oh my god. This is Oh boy. Wow. Gotta regroup. Um so. so interesting social media speculation in college yes. football has has hit socials um of the mascot. So Brutus was seen with the organ duck. Yes. This sounds like a this is so cartoony. Brutus was That's seen you're with describing the organ it duck. Yes. 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 This is this is like a childhood news. It's like a report from a childhood or uh, a child's TV show. Um, Brutus the Buckeye was seen with the what? organ duck, and the caption said, "Big things coming." Big all caps. Right? Yes, that is questionable. Um, I did not think that mascots would be the ones fuming uh, or fueling uh, realignment rumors. Okay. So the thought here is obviously Oregon to the Big Ten in the future. They could also be announcing a series, right? Um, they didn't they just play relatively 
like not Oregon, a long no time. State? Yeah, am I wrong here? I should know this. I thought that was a thing. Maybe they're announcing a series together, like a home and home, right? But you're you're yeah. you're going you're Good going call. next level. But Good call. Well, I think a lot of people thought that because it just says big things coming, like well, the, the all capital uppercase, big. The uppercase big. It's not B one G, right? They did B I G. Hold on, that's important, right? I don't know, but it, that I'm is, poor. in my opinion, they knew what they were doing. But oh, even I if they start a home and home, that's dangerous for the Pac-12 that Oregon's having these conversations with the Big Ten and is around Big Ten people. It's just, it's B-I-G, so it's not, and... But still, in, this is what I mean, the speculation of this. In the future... His name is Brutus, right? I didn't just butcher that. Yeah, no, you you got it right, um, like me. Brutus the, the Buckeye, yeah. Yeah. Um, Big I, things. I'm going to follow would, him on Instagram. Maybe Brutus? I'll get a follow back. I'm definitely not following the duck. The duck is so much cooler than Brutus. Someone um, on our uh, live stream yesterday was like, Oregon's mascot is a Disney character. Well, character. he's, but he's great. I actually, by the way, I know someone who was the duck once. Um, didn't the duck, cool? I think, got into a fight, right? Like on the sideline fight I, I at some a, point. That was a fake duck or a fake fight, a fake duck. <laughs> it oh, no. Yeah, it also is a fake duck. <laughs> It was? <laughs> it, they, although, how come Oregon's never had a live mascot? Can we take a moment? Ducks are actually not cool in person. Like, if you trot at a duck on the sideline, you're like, the duck's probably all skittish and shitting all over the place. Like, I feel like ducks but again, would be why anti But, like, you, this is the problem. Like, ducks are, like, uh, just a very mundane animal. <laughs> like, they did do that. I'd be more that. excited to see a not than a dog, but probably than like a buffalo. Um, Oregon did or try to Bevo, get that like, super no, duck, like that. Remember that guy where he mask had hatched out of the egg, and it was like this buff duck, and it just like it failed spectacularly. Have you ever seen this video? <laughs> no, it's like a. <laughs> it's not, the fact that you remember that though is oh no no no. I but I, I am very it. curious if Oregon has ever considered having a live duck mascot. That's I a question I, for. Puddles Anyone is who knows. much is much cooler. Puddles than, is a sick mascot. Oh, it was RoboDuck was the name of this, and it is terrifying. RoboDuck, they've trotted out, and I I don't know what happened to him, but we never heard from him again. I'm trying to describe the image. <laughs> uh, it's horrible. Just Google RoboDuck, and there's okay. Puddles, and it looks like a Star Wars character. It it's just bad. It's just bad. It's like a D-list superhero duck. duck. Um, but, yeah, that uh, that uh, Instagram post definitely yeah, started I mean, something. I think uh, you're right. Maybe it is a home and home. I'm gonna but, be so annoyed by that though. Well, no, but this is this that. is this is good engagement. This is they're very smart. Oh, totally. Right? You you are one with the socials. This is brilliant. And you are. I will I follow say, Brutus now. I, that's gonna be I, my goal all season. Sorry to keep interrupting you. Oh, that's um, all right. It's yeah, it is. Um, I my goal this season is to gonna is going to be to try and get the Brutus Buckeye to follow me back on Instagram. That's gonna be my think, goal this season. I think you can do it. I don't I think need we're a very social nice. Campaign. We're not very nice to Ohio State, Dan. I am. What are you talking about? I am. Yeah. Um. First of all, I'm so nice to Ohio State. Oh, oh, oh. I oh the people need to speak on this because listeners. What will about tell you, Ohio I'm, State? What about Ohio State fans? Okay. Well, that doesn't count. 
Ohio State the team, okay. and I like Ryan Day and his but rosy cheeks. But their fans suck. Um, well, their fans are just a little mouthy, but so am I. So you know what? Kumbaya. Oh, are, this is walking us back 101. <laughs> hey, um, as a Big Ten fan, as a Big Ten fan, my wish list of teams is Oregon, Oregon and Washington. Arizona. Oh, yeah. You meant Arizona? I'll take Arizona. Arizona would be great. Oregon, Arizona, I'm in. Washington, okay. fine. That's what I want to happen. I know it won't happen, but in my my dreams is that we have teams in the same conference. Oh, it'd be fun. That Arizona-Iowa matchup the world has been asking for. Yeah, defense versus offense. The other did team you, just doesn't even bring the other unit on the field. <laughs> did you see there's this account on Twitter that just says fuck, and it's like every word. So it goes through the whole dictionary. It says fuck blank, fuck this, like I, I tweeted this, and it no. finally got to fuck offense, and I then I just posted a picture of Kirk Ferentz, and uh, I was pretty proud of that. Did no. you crack yourself up? I'm so sorry. I'm I'm actually gotten really bad at Twitter, and I'm not even being really good about threads. I'm kind of just like not in on I'm, either. I'm I'm I've got my Twitter frustrations, but here's why I was frustrated. I did this, and then there was like two other accounts that tweeted Poppy the same June. thing. 20 minutes later and they got way more engagement yeah right? they say that imitation is the most ser- sincere form of flattery but i say stop taking people's shit All um right? yeah funny. i agree i agree with you and twitter is this rate limit thing is a real problem if if you use tweet deck like i do yeah um, i hit my rate limit by like 9 a.m and college football and- saturdays are rough like it's gonna be rough well, i made i may purchase pay. yeah yeah i think i'm well, gonna do I, may, it. I mean we may have to that was something that like we've talked discussed in the the sports world because a lot of people use it for um that and i know it's definitely been difficult for a lot of people who use that for a a news source yes um something with taylor swift oh yes okay so um travis kelsey Mm -hmm. um went to the taylor swift concert at arrowhead and he put his phone number on a friendship bracelet um, to try and give to Taylor Swift, but she doesn't meet people before the shows to like preserve her voice. So he didn't get the opportunity to give her that. But I want to just go on the record and say, Travis, I actually am a huge fan of friendship bracelets. So just throwing that out there, if he ever oh, wanted to exchange friendship wow. bracelets, I'm so so here in support of that. Oh, so, that's yeah. that's that's uh, I mean, I didn't I know that was that was your genre, like the the. I didn't know that. We've never talked about him. I usually I have a pretty We've good idea. We've never talked about him. Did Did you ever see him without his beard? Yeah. Thoughts? I don't. I don't think he's a guy that I think he looks better with the beard, but I don't mind him without the beard. I didn't know. Like, okay. I mean, I like Travis Kelsey. By the way, great golfer. Was my, great on the match. Um, my mom loves Travis Kelsey. So also Travis, my mom's a big fan. She's there a fan of go. their their mom. I mean, it sounds like it would work really well if we exchanged friendship I, I, this bracelets. Is like a, practically a done deal. Um, it sounds like a done deal to me that it it would just kind of make sense, you know. I thought about you yesterday. Did you watch the Joe Burrow barstool clip? Of course, I did. Um, I posted he's a TikTok funny. about it. Oh, he's fucking funny, and his jumper is amazing. Yes, by the way. I, that's what I posted about. I want that that sweatsuit. I need body armor. Body armor. If you want us to plug you on the pod or do whatever if you send me that jumpsuit i don't know why i called it a jumpsuit you just did that it's a sweatsuit it's a sweat set i'm just letting you do your thing i uh joe's hair got a little different with his hair joe everything right now is just 
So, so, um, very funny. Like for like, the whole thing is fun. Like that whole, like the Sunday conversations, like it, yeah. it's one of the, it is one of my favorite things, but it was really good. Burrow played along great. His jumper is amazing. Yeah. His hair looks immaculate. He also like, is a lot bigger. Like, it's amazing. Like seeing Joe like beef up. And that was like part of the joke of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Joe Burrow, by the way, is about to get a shit ton of money. So Justin Herbert signed, what, $262 million? Ridiculous. I love, I, I love the NFL contracts because it's like Lamar Jackson, 260, all right, 262. Like, and Patrick Mahomes now well underpaid. But this is all setting up well for Joe Burrow. Yes. Who's going to get, what, $270 million, something like that? Like, it's... um. Good for Joe. My he favorite Joe. is that it keeps going like highest paid, highest paid, highest paid, and we just keep playing that game. Um, but something that was pretty funny on the sports social media world was uh, Kylian Mbappe. Um, the Saudi league basically was set to pay him basically yeah. like $700 million for a year. The whole transaction would have cost them a billion dollars for one year. Unbelievable. Um, and Giannis tweeted and was like, I kind of look like Kylian Mbappe. LeBron was like, me on the way to get that bag. You know what I mean? I thought that was so funny that, like, the sports world kind of reacted to that. Because, I mean, um, soccer contracts are really insane. Um, and, I mean, obviously we, we talk a lot about that. But they, I saw a tweet where they broke it down into, like, what that would be per day. And it was like... It would have been like Tom Brady, all of Tom Brady's career earnings, his entire career earnings in one year. And also, I just saw a report before we we signed on to do this that uh, the Woj of of international soccer, um, Fabricio, uh, he said that Mbappe is not even his people aren't even going to talk to the Saudi league team. He's not even open to talks. Can you imagine that seven hundred million dollars for one year? There was the one of I don't know the I don't know soccer, but we had talked about in the pod mm-hmm. over two hundred million a year. I want to say for a multi year well, deal. Well, Messi I know was offered an astronomical amount, and I think so was Neymar. I want to say there Probably. are a bunch of big name soccer people that the Saudis have gone after. Uh, Billion but Messi, dollars. Messi was one of them that like he I think his was the one that we were discussing because he ended up going to Inter Miami, which is now like. Every single night, the sports cool. Twitter Sweet. is all on Messi, which is great. Um, and he's been amazing in two games yeah, that he's played. Fun. I gotta so, say, it's really cool to see. It is like, pretty he... cool. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty exciting. But the yeah, I I mean, I personally um would hope that like someone would pay us seven hundred million dollars for a year of doing this podcast because I think that checks out. Like that makes sense. You know, seven hundred million dollars. Imagine being big enough to say no to that. Imagine being I, rich I'm... enough and morally correct. We're... Too. It was like it was like totally back sound. to the the live like with Tiger, yeah. right? You're now eight hundred million or a billion dollars, whatever. Uh-huh. It's like it's uh it's amazing, but that is so much money. I mean, and if I like look, I just I like I I think that we should negotiate some form of contract like that. I would prefer that as well. Uh, it's funny too with obviously this the Saudi stuff. Everybody on Twitter like oh I would never like someone presents you. Forget about 700. I'm not a big enough person to say in this moment that I like, wouldn't take that. I'd have to about, consider it. It's like even like a Brooks Kepka who's like battling an injured wrist, right? Mm-hmm. I've gone full circle on this now, like with perspective. Like you really, 
it, it's in such a unique decision. And yeah. The, the fallout and all that stuff. Well, and now it's kind of now it's yeah. becoming kind of normal, right? Like this is sort of the goal of this. Like, well, it's wow, certainly going. Million. It's certainly going to be. Um, I know Joel Damon was a good person that had perspective on it, where he was like, you know, I don't want it to be this way, but this is the way it is, and this is how I play professional ball. Um, it's a little different for those who play soccer because they can still play in a bunch of other leagues um, and still get paid very well and compensated very well. Um, but yeah, that that's wild. And I just thought it was so funny that Giannis was like, people say I sometimes look like Kylian Mbappe. Oh, oh yeah. man, just so good. But my it's... hopes and dreams um, for the people that do uh, pay attention to soccer, I know this isn't going to happen and it's like a long shot, but if he did sign with Arsenal, I, 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 you, I would be the most obnoxious human. I'd probably move to London tomorrow to go watch every game. I'd find a way to get season tickets. I would literally, I would drop everything to be there all the time. Be a great love, show on grass. I love your passion. Aside for Showboro. this stuff. Well, Showboro, it's like beautiful. I also yeah, just love that you Joe. started talking about how you got like beefed up. And if you, can you imagine? If I was like, oh, by the way, did you notice that Joe got big? Oh yeah, I could. See Everyone that. would be like, yeah. Well, exactly. it'd be like it'd be like me talking about like a female like yeah. volleyball player. Like, yeah. did you see her shoulders? See? Everyone's like, big. Yeah. Like, think I'm not gonna do it. But Joe Burrow, like, Joe's looking beefy. Which Joe I looks good. Probably say a little too carelessly anyways, but who cares? Joe's or not? Yeah. Joe Joe's the best. Joe's I see. We love him. Um I have a question. Do your wife or the, her friends who like don't pay attention to sports are they in on the Joe Burrow thing? Because like I know that like even women that I hang out with, like, they'll watch Bengals games to root for Joe. Like, they're, um, like, Niner fans, and, like, their husbands are always watching, but they'll be like, hey, we're watching the Bengals. And I'm like, oh, interesting you're watching the Bengals. My wife is so disconnected from sports that what she'll do, though, That's is what I mean. there'll, be, there'll be a football game on, and, and she won't seek it out, but she'll be like, hey, who's that guy? Which is, like, the, kill, <laughs> the, like, the for, cute. Give like, me their name so I can look them up on social you, media. I'm like, it's, uh, yeah, it's Joe Burrow. Like, um, but I do remember, I think, when we were covering, like, when, when he was in college, which now sounds kind of creepy, the Joe Burrow commentary started that, of course, because he was so goddamn cool. And, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love No one really, I, I, yeah, I don't think people were thirsting as much for him as they are now that he's in the NFL, but. When he was 19. Yeah, um, right? But, but He also was just very, like, I remember, me like, seeing him in media days before that incredible season. And he was just like a funny, relatable guy. He seemed like very likable. He talked about how much he loves SpongeBob. He talked about oh, yeah. how he bruises like a peach. Like he was just like a very charismatic guy. So I think we should have seen this coming with him. Really. One of my favorite press conferences ever is when they beat Alabama at Alabama. They did that press conference in like underneath, like the small Alabama yeah. visiting press conference. And bro came up, hair fucking perfect, looking great. And then our guy Ed O, who knew at that point, I think that he had like just won a national championship. Yeah, just smile. Both of them, like smiling from ear to ear, like we've got this shit. Like, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and it was, it was, it was cool because at the time, even Bro was, what a goddamn, what a player, but what a season. And then, and then the thing he blows out his knee horribly, and now he's going to be by far, I think, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I, I actually, now that we're kind of transitioning, I'm seeing the what a terrible deal Patrick Mahomes stuff signed. I don't know if you've you've seen this, but like the quarterback, he'll be like $7 million per year under what a lot of these guys are getting. Yeah. And he signed what, a $500 million deal? 
So I'm kind of torn on this. He just, he's a half a billion dollars like that. He's like, and I don't know where the guarantees are in this or all these things, but like they're going to probably redo the deal. The quarterback market's also kind of going crazy. Yeah. It's a really, he, he is like the face of sports right now. Yeah. So I'm curious how Kansas City handles it now that quarterbacks are just getting even goofier money than he already got. Yeah. If I were an NFL quarterback and I'm Patrick Mahomes and I'm restructuring a deal, I'm looking at what Messi did when he came in and he made a deal with the MLS and Apple TV and is getting revenue from that stuff. I'm looking at a way to make money outside of just what you're paying me for and have that in my contract. Um, whether it be buying into a franchise or or things like that, I'm absolutely putting that in there and and, and putting my people to work to find yes. ways for me to make money outside of just being paid based on what the other um, uh, quarterbacks are being paid. But actually, to that point, we obviously we we don't cover the NFL extensively, but we obviously are fans. What is your take on the running back situation? Well. Uh- um, I think it's I think it's a real problem. Like, it is. I think the I think the NFL has a real issue here because when you look at that position, there's such a strong connection between a fan base and their running backs, right? Yep. So Saquon Barkley, who's one of my favorite football players ever, mm-hmm. ever period, college pro guy that just seems so likable, like everything, like the fact that he had to cave and sign this really odd one-year deal that included an upfront payment and some incentives, but it was more or less just the franchise tag. The fact that he's doing that, I think, is concerning. And you have this Zoom call, and you've got guys like Jonathan Taylor. When you look at the next guy up, um, I I do think I you look at the Super Bowl teams, not all over the place, but you look at who's won the Super Bowls and their starting running backs. It's not good. Like the formula for the NFL is that maybe these guys don't quote-unquote matter. I want to say that's not my take. Mm-hmm. That's the formula because it's it's in the Super Bowl champs. It's like it can be the face of the franchise outside of a quarterback, right? Yeah. Like, and, and so I well, really think there's kind of an identity crisis here that the NFL is going to have to deal with. Yeah, well, and body-wise, like you're putting yourself in, I mean, not to say that like offensive linemen and, and other players are not putting their bodies, you know, through situations, but the, the role of a running back is very, very physical. And yes. to say that they shouldn't be compensated for that. And I know the other aspect of this is like, oh, longevity and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're asking them to do a very specific thing and that can be incredibly dangerous for them physically. Um, but yeah, someone who like my favorite running backs include Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, like I, those guys deserve to be paid. You know what I mean? And 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 treated properly in terms of respect of length of of contract and things like that. So. Yeah, like you said, also they can be faces of of franchises. And like there's a lot to be said about that. The Jets, I'll use my Jets as an example. Yeah. We've not had a great running back in a long time. We draft Breezy All, I- Iowa State kid, was incredible. Like rookie of the year, blows out his knee. And like I, you know, the Jets didn't have a quarterback, but like I immediately the team sucked. Like it was it was wild. So I yeah. I think there's I don't know what kind of reckoning is coming. But I do think Saquon Barkley is, what, 27? And, like, Dalvin Cook. And I know there's other things with Dalvin Cook. Like, serious off-the-field things. I don't know what that if that impacted his contract or not. Mm-hmm. But, like, at 27 years old, the NFL is, like, looking at you saying, like, how many years? Look at Ezekiel Elliott. He signed a very big deal. And the last couple of years, he's just, he's not, 
to to the point like he's he's slowed down yeah like he's still capable but like you watch him and you're like not the same dude um but saquon right now is superhuman like even rebuilt knee and all and so uh the giants timing wise they signed their left tackle to like a 107 million dollar deal like andrew thomas like a day after saquon okay. is scrapping for 10 million symbolically that's crazy i get it i'm not in the financial analytics of football but as someone who watches and appreciates, like, it's a little weird to me that that's all Saquon could get. Like, that, yeah. it just doesn't feel right. What I think needs to happen is sort of like um, what's happening with the tight ends, where they've got tight end U, they have National Tight Ends Day. The running backs need to get together, make a collective, and, you know, find a National Running Backs Day, Running Back Appreciation Day, do a, you know, off-site during the summer, train a little, have a little fun together, get those oh. personalities out there. If they need me to run it and be the president of the running back you association, I will do it. So um, nice of you. I know, right? Um, I'm just really a giver. Today I've just been, you know, putting it out there that I just oh. want to help and support people um, as as, so a, nice. as a sports fan, I know. Um, but yeah, I think there needs to be some sort of collective agreement. And it sounds like a lot of those guys are in communication with each other on sort of what's next and what's happening. In order for them to use leverage, sort of against those, um, yes, dealing with their contracts. Um, random shit. Yeah, and what um, do we got? My Oppenheimer review, and you, Barbie. You you saw Barbie. Yes, so, I did. Um, me first. You first. You I may don't go care. first. Uh, liked it. Mm -hmm. Liked it a lot. Actually, really interesting. Beautifully shot. Um, acting is superb. I think the end was fine, but I do think that it, I don't want to say it dragged. It was very deliberate at the end. It was like a three-hour movie. It is, and the end, and this isn't a spoiler alert, becomes more of the aftermath of like the political fallout, which is still fascinating. But I don't know, like the it, the middle part of it is so goddamn cool when they're trying to build this bomb mm -hmm. that it's fascinating like yeah. throughout. So I thought it was great. Um I think it's the first movie I've seen without kids in, I don't know how long. Uh, I, I was trying to think back. It's been many years since I've seen a, been in a movie theater without children seeing a Pixar film or the Mario. It makes me want to go back. So very much see some of the most awkward uh, sex scenes, by the way. I, don't, I know people have written about this, but yes. like, you know, it's real. It's pretty, it's pretty hilariously awkward. Uh, like the movie theater, like audibly, like, like gasping, like, oh, like that's that was unexpected. But outside of that, or including that, it was great. So Barbie. Okay. Good. Barbie was wonderful. I am gonna see Oppenheimer soon. I think I told everyone on the podcast last week that the reason I haven't seen it yet is because we're going to see it in IMAX and there's a specific IMAX. It's been like sold out. There's a theater that's like ten minutes from us, um, that I grew up going to that is like a legit IMAX theater. Nice. Um, but everything's been sold out minus the the front row for the last like week or so. So we're waiting it out on that front. Um, but Barbie, phenomenal. I It's definitely different than what I thought it was going to be. It's very silly and quirky. But I cried a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like sobbed hysterically. I crying. don't need to be laughing. I'm it is, sorry. No, it's fine because uh, my brother jokingly was like under over two, one and a half times crying in this in this movie. Um, and yeah, I for sure hit the over, um, on that front. It was, it was good. It was very, um, like relatable 
in nice. a way that like made me sad. I told my brother it was like kind of weird because there's a scene where um, one of the characters is giving this like very passionate speech and it's just about like being a woman. And I'm sitting there crying and there's a girl sitting next to me who was like maybe 12 and like she was crying. And that made me cry more oh. because I was thinking like, oh my gosh, a 12 year old can relate to this. Like what? And it made me cry even more. And then there's like a montage of scenes with like moms and daughters. And it was like, my every time there was a scene, like what's funny is I took my brother. So I was like, please, will you go see Barbie with me? Um, He found it very hilarious because Ken's character, Ryan Gosling, is yeah. actually very funny. And there's a lot of really hilarious humor in it one of the things that i doubt you're gonna see it this is not really a spoiler no, i but... actually want to see it i do oh, okay okay then i'll i'll i won't tell you one of the jokes it's like the best joke but we will circle back to it when you do see it yeah but, I'm in. yeah i thought it was very well done and um the director of this greta gerwig is just known for putting together really great masterpieces and i think this was was one of them and i certainly think it's worth everyone saying not just like women I uh, I was laughing about you crying, but then you told like a really sweet um, crying uh, alongside a twelve year old. But also, girl, like I cried everything. Kind of a dick. I well, mean, I cried. I cried watching. Um, what was this for? Oh, the tennis documentary, Breaking Breaking Point, Breakpoint. Yeah. Yeah, I cried watching that because I was like so happy for one of them, and I was like just uh, so well, emotional. I'm, like, nice. why am I crying? No, I cried a lot. That's actually something about me is that I will cry at anything, happy or sad. I'm a big crier. I'm a big big crier. I've okay. become a crier in movies with like dad, daughter. Like I rewatched Interstellar prior to going to see Oppenheimer. I did like the Nolan circuit. Yeah. And him leaving his daughter. Like, yeah, it hit me. Like, and it hits me kind of un unexpectedly. Like, yeah. Kids in movies now. Um, yeah, it's that, that is like a weakness. That is my kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of random shit, um, when your kids go back to school, like two and a half weeks. Okay, I was gonna say because I know, I know. That's shit's getting I, real. And what what grades are we going into? We are going into second. Wait, no, first, uh, third, and we got one more year for the Cam Bam uh, before that's kindergarten. Right. I like how you call him Cam Bam because he's kind of like Bam Bam. Yeah, hell, he, he is. Really he's is. A, he is Bam Bam. He is. He is. Uh, he is a savage. Uh, everybody like summer. I, I love summer. I love that my kids can enjoy summer kind of ready for their summers to be over and being that the best possible way most loving uh, way possible um i thought i had another random shit thing but maybe i didn't oh this is not random shit but you know we're four weeks away from the college football season like week zero yeah. is literally four weeks from saturday and i was with jason neighbor jason last week big Nebraska Shout out jason i Who was on my team by the way about the cake situation um, we are still working through it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I brought it up to people. Um, it's a mixed bag of cake, brownies, and pie. Pie. pie I was by just the gonna way. say your mom. Your mom said pie, and yes. I'm huge on pie, but I, I'm more of a like berry pie person. I like fruit pie as opposed to like the sweets and chocolatey ones. I agree with you. Like peach pie, apple pie. Peach. Okay. I'm not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not too peach is delightful. Peach pie. Yes. Okay. No. Um, you were with neighbor Jason. Um, Nebraska plays Minnesota the first Thursday of the college football season. So week, week zero and a half, whatever that Thursday is, week, week one. Week zero and a half. I'll tell you what, like that could be a heavy beer intake night. That Thursday night, 
Have you looked at those? Like, I just looked at this. We were no. freaking this weekend. So it's not bad. That first Thursday night, you got Florida at Utah, by the way. So that's like a legit fun game. Yeah. NC State at UConn. Yeah. And, um, but Nebraska at Minnesota is kind of cool. Like, that's like a, that's an interesting game. Nebraska at Minnesota? Did I say Minnesota weird? Weird. Nebraska, the way you said that was so Midwestern. Well, Sometimes like I love when your, mid, when your Midwestern-likeness comes out. It's my favorite part of this podcast. I, uh, Nebraska is a seven-point underdog at Minnesota. Um, one thing to keep an eye on, and then we really should wrap up, there's a report I saw just before we came on of P.J. Fleck. Did you see this? No. Toxicity in the Minnesota program. Um, Why? Didn't, didn't sound good. Oh, didn't sound buddy. good. I, I, right, I gave well. it. I I perused it. It um, and oh. it did not. It. I think as a result of Northwestern, you're going to hear more and more about players who are willing to say things on or off the record about their experiences. And you're, which, we ain't done, which is good. Which you know what is fair. It, it is, is fair. fair. Some of it, but, the some of the toxicity needs to be taken out. But I'm interested to see what that is. But yeah. we'll probably talk about that next week. We will. We got um. We got to start like picking winners and shit. Like we got to like. Every we'll time you say it. picking winners, it just makes me laugh. I'm sorry. All right, we got to <laughs> go. We got a live stream to prepare for. We got all sorts of shit going on. Oh, one more thing. Locks of the week is back this week. Literally, I have to go submit it now, oh. and it's back. It's back until the middle of January. I have to write one every week until the middle of January, which sounds wow, sounds a little like your, daunting. your editor sounds like a horrible person. No, no, I love it. But then I think about it, I'm like, a lot of weeks. I enjoy it. We are starting with um, uh, win totals, I had to remember. I, I was like, I'm going to help you if you can Shit, get it. yeah. So, okay, with that, a chaotic end. We will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>